shows lean left, some lean right, but we lean local and business. This is North Georgia Business Radio X with Phil Benelli. For the next hour, we will celebrate the businesses in our area and the people that run them. Find us on Facebook at North Georgia Business Radio X and online at NorthGeorgiaBusinessRadioX.com. Now, here's Phil Benelli. What's better than a great guest on the North Georgia Business Radio X podcast? And radio show. Two or even three. Today we've got a big treat for you. Nikki Chandler, uh, VP of Existing Industry, is here joining us. And we also have back the lovely Kristen Wilbanks, also of the chamber. And coming up in segment two, we've got JP McKenzie, who is a coffee artisan local entrepreneur, man of many talents, and we'll, we'll dive more into that later. But Nikki and Kristen, welcome to the show. Thanks, Phil. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, you know, obviously this show is here to support local businesses, and uh, I can't think of many things that do that better than the Chamber. And so we, we had a segment um, several weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Go back and listen to it uh, if you haven't got a chance to listen uh, with Kristen. And we we focused a lot about new members, and so we talked with Nikki today about the great benefits for existing industry. Before we do, real quick, Kristen, we have a membership drive going on, membership campaign going on. Tell mm-hmm. us, what's the latest on that? We're in full swing of our membership campaign. It's an annual campaign that we do to bring new members in, love to support small business, getting a a lot of new small businesses in our area joined up with the chamber, which is great. We want them to use our resources, and it runs through March 31st. Through March 31st. Okay, so if you are not a member of the chamber, uh, I cannot recommend enough that you join. It has been tremendously impactful for both my business enterprises and me personally so do go join and i will tell you that it's not something hey if you join the member during the membership campaign there's great there's a lot of good things they're going to give you it's more than just being a member but once you're a member they don't stop loving on you all right they've got a whole person a great person over existing industry and that is again the great nikki chandler so nikki all right you're over existing industry at the chamber what all does that entail? What do you do there? Well, I focus mainly on our manufacturers and processors because, um, as you know, you may know, um, a lot of people may not know, but we have a strong um, manufacturing um, community here. Um, we have a lot of businesses that um, are here and have expanded, and then also a lot of new businesses that are coming here um, to have their headquarters. So we just provide uh, services for them, um, on-site visitation. We have a Drugs Don't Work program where they can get a discount on their workers' comp. And when, you know, you're a manufacturer and have, you know, 1,500 to 5,000 employees, 7.5% on your workers' comp is a Mm. really good discount. Wow. Um, We also do a human resource council for the people that are um, in their HR, and we meet monthly, and I um, facilitate that. And, you know, we do different HR-related topics, and we also go out to places in the community. Like last year, we went to Good News Clinics just to kind of show, you know, some people, you know, that we have this amazing clinic there, and if any of their employees needed it or they could, you know, family, friends, whatever. Um, We do a safety council that meets quarterly. 
Um, we have an industry roundtable, and that's a great program where some of these CEOs and plant managers of these companies can go to their competitors, um, and we all get together, and we meet, and we tour, and then we kind of sit around and, you know, just kind of talk about best practices. Um, so it's a great way to, like, network, um, but also kind of seeing, you know, what your neighbor's doing. Um, but, you know, in, like, you know, a friendly way, not a, you know, sneaky kind of way, like not one that's still employees or anything like that. Sure, sure. That would be frowned upon at the HR Council, I would yes, think. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, if you're just joining us here at North Georgia Business Radio X, I'm your host, Phil Benelli, and I'm speaking with Nikki Chandler, VP of Existing Industry at the Chamber. So, Nikki, that's a pretty good list of things that you're doing. And all of those together, I mean, really every day you wake up and uh, you say, what can I do today to help the industries in our county, in our community? Um, so what of those things do you think, do you ever find that there's certain things that you offer that maybe companies are surprised that we do and they, they didn't know about? And maybe this show would be a way that they could learn about and get plugged in? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, especially the Drugs Don't Work program. A lot of people don't realize that you can get that discount when you become a certified drug-free workplace. Okay. Um, and like I mentioned, um, you know, uh, manufacturers that have a lot of employees, you know, their workers' comp can be very, very high. And so that 7.5% discount can really save them a lot of money and they can take that savings and put it in, you know, other things in the business. Um, And then the HR council, um, you know, a lot of people don't know that we um, have that. And before I started working at the chamber, I was actually a member of the HR council. So it really helped me um, grow and kind of develop in my um, previous role. All right. So that's a great point. So before working an existing industry at the chamber, you were in industry. Yes. Tell us about that. What was your path to the chamber? So I um, worked in the poultry industry. Before that, um, I actually worked in banking. Um, And then um, the... They shut down where I was working at and kind of moved operations um, elsewhere. Um, And it was during 2008. So really not a good time to, Mm. you know, be, you know, looking for a job. Um, But luckily, um, I found this company and, you know, through somebody that knew and they, you know, knew I was looking for a job. Um, And so I got hired on as the payroll clerk. And at the time, we had about 120 employees. Um, I started out the payroll clerk. And when I left in 2019, we had 1,500 employees in several locations. So I worked there for about 11 years. And then I worked my way up. When I left, I had done HR. I was like HR manager and then did payroll and benefits. And when I left, I was more focused on doing like the payroll and benefits management. Um, And then also I got to do a lot of stuff with the chamber. So that's kind of, I got involved in the chamber, did a lot with the chamber, you know, to help our company at the time. And so really um, kind of, you know, loved the chamber, fell in love with the chamber. Um, and then um, when there was a position opening up, um, I thought it would be a great fit. And so I applied for it and I got it. So I started in January 2020. So okay. not a great time to start a new job right before COVID, but I did it and it's 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 been great. Tell you what, looking for a different job in banking right when the 08 recession happened, then looking for another job right before COVID happened or joining a new job. Uh, but you make the best of things, and that's how you roll. Let me ask you this. So in your your position, you're helping all these industries. How much do you think it helps that you were in 
industry, you were an HR manager yourself. Does that add to what you do every day? Um, I think so, um, especially during this time, because a lot of companies are, you know, wanting to hire, you know, they're, they're needing to hire people and they're having a hard time with that. So I feel like my HR background has can kind of help them. I can kind of let tell them that kind of out of the box ideas about like what I did in my previous role or what we did because the poultry industry was really hard to hire, you know, to hire um, people, you know, don't want really, to really do those jobs, especially like, you know, the, the jobs in the plant and everything like that. So, um, you know, we had to think of some really unique ways to get people and recruit people. So I've been able to kind of share those things with our um, industries and just, you know, things that I went through in my previous job. So I do think it's really, really helped me a lot um, that I do have that background. Yeah, I love that. And for, for our listeners out there, you know, if we've got younger folks or just people who are not sure where to go, there's such lessons to join to, to, to gain from Nikki. I mean, Nikki was in banking. Then 08 was not a good time for banking. And the bank she was at shut down. So she got a job doing something that utilized her skills. I would think they thought, hey, you're a banker. You can be our payroll clerk. That'll work. And then she realized she had a great talent at a growing company and led all their HR and did a lot of volunteering. And then so from doing, so she was using her strengths and she was out there doing. And then she found this opportunity, which she absolutely thrives at. It's so vibrant in and adds so much. So go use your strengths and talents and go do and put yourself out there maybe even through volunteering, and you never know what you're going to get. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we come back, we're going to see, uh, we're going to talk to the coffee artisan of the Gainesville Square on North Georgia Business Radio X. What's better than that first cup of coffee in the morning? Well, that, the answer is probably nothing. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with J.P. McKenzie of Meadowlark Coffee. And I'll tell you, there is something better than the cup you make at home, guaranteed, and that's a cup of Meadowlark. Thank you so much, Phil. Thank I you, that. sir. I want the, the audience to know that as we speak, I'm sipping on some amazing coffee, which you just made. Tell us a little bit about this cup of coffee I'm yes, delighting in. Absolutely. So I made Phil a pour over of a bean called a Gesha. Um, the bean itself is a super rare coffee. It was initially only found in Ethiopia, and it wasn't until the last 20 or so years that the coffee was able to be grown um, outside of Ethiopia. And it is uh, year over year, the, the plant itself only hard like they're only able to harvest so much coffee from it. So year over year, it's the most expensive coffee to get. Um, and so through that, it's it's a very mild coffee, but it's very floral, fruit forward. Um, this coffee was roasted by a roaster in North Carolina called Black and White, okay. whose roasting I'm a huge fan of. And we always try to carry something exciting in the shop from roasters all over the world, and this coffee from Black and White has been one of my favorites we've had in in a while. Mm. Well, let me say, you know, you can have the best race car in the world, but it's got to have the best driver. All right, and it sounds like these beans are great, but they were made by a master, so that combination <laughs> does make for it, the, probably the smoothest cup of coffee I've ever had. Well, thank you. Uh, if you haven't been over to Meadowlark, and we're about to hear their story here in a minute, you need to check it out. There's a lot of great coffee. There's more coffee coming on the Gainesville Square is, in yeah. the Northeast Georgia area. 
Metal Ark's a superior cup. So tell us, how'd you get going? How this how this happened, JP? How'd Metal Ark come to be? Yeah, so so I think if we take it take it all the way back, as my wife likes to tell it, when we first met, I I couldn't even handle a, a caramel macchiato from from Starbucks, and she definitely lets people know that that was 2010. Um, and so over the the course of the past, you know, what is it, 13 years now, we um, we were able to travel the country and try all of these different coffees that we got really, really involved in the coffee community. And so we were going to all of these different roasters and coffee shops as specialty coffee was becoming more and more pervasive in each community and getting plugged in with all these people who were doing really phenomenal jobs in these very cool coffee shops and sourcing the highest quality beans, roasting them impeccably. And when we moved from Atlanta to Gainesville, we noticed that some of those coffees that we were really excited about, we weren't able to get anywhere. And so a couple of our friends were putting together, you know, we would do little groups where we would order coffees we were excited about, get together, brew them together. And I started to think maybe there is a need, aside from my own, to have really high quality specialty coffee made well in Gainesville. And mm-hmm. we, my wife and I had talked about having a coffee shop. It's always been a part of the dream. But we put together a little coffee cart just as a way to get started, see how it would go. And our, our friend Jenny Early over at Enemies of the Average put us, um, let us do a pop-up in her uh, in her studio in the Jackson Building on the Square, which was so helpful to just get a little taste of what what running a coffee shop would look like. And pretty shortly after that, we were told that was not an option. And that was a tough time where we were thinking, what what really is the next move? We'd already gotten a taste of what running a coffee shop would be like. and um, And through that, we really thought it would be incredible to have our own space. So we started looking and I spent many meetings over there with Nikki. I could not have done any of this without the chamber, but we slowly got together a shop and now we're able to live out the dream of owning a coffee shop and have wonderful baristas work alongside us behind the bar and greet people every day. And those are just the things that we've always dreamt of. I love it. And I often dream of walking over there and getting a cup of coffee. <laughs> Usually I, I make sure that dream gets fulfilled. Um, all right, if you're just joining us here on North Georgia Business Radio X, I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with J.P. McKenzie. Go back and listen on the North Georgia Business Radio X website if you missed the first part of the story. But let's rewind and summarize. All Great. right. So you were you didn't even like coffee. Right. But then— This was 2010. This was 2010. But you were on. You were. Tra- I think. Assume you were traveling around be- with your amazing band. We were. Is that why you're traveling around a lot? Yes. Okay. Yes. So we don't have time to go into all that awesomeness. But <laughs> after you listen to the radio show or podcast, go to Spotify and listen to Family and Friends. You nailed it. You'll hear our very own Coffee Meister on the lead guitar. Lead guitar. Okay. So, uh, so definitely check that out. That's like a whole other episode. You're traveling around. And then you get to experience amazing coffee all over the place. And you're probably tired because you're staying up late playing shows, (laughs) rocking people's uh, socks off around America. So you gain an appreciation and then you get motivated by excellence. Right. All right. 
you see the excellence. And then you dove into that. So then you just gained an appreciation. So you took that appreciation of excellence in coffee to the next level on a, on a personal note. And you got together with friends. You started ordering coffees, making it. Boy, what fun parties those were. So much fun. Let's go to JP's, bro. We're going like, to roast up some coffee. It's awesome. All right. I don't know if your friends are surfers, but uh, <laughs> it just happened. Anyway, and then that. So you're following something you're excited about. You saw excellence, and then you gained skills, built up your craft for yourself, and then you saw, uh, hey, I think there's a need. So you started small. You got a coffee cart. And I, I saw that espresso machine. That, that, that was an investment on that cart. It was it was one of the things that I I respect and love most about my wife Summer is if she is going to do something she's not going to cut the corners mm. and it's through this when I wanted to start something I was thinking let's let's just start here let's just start here and she kept saying if we're going to do this we're going to do it right and I I respect that so much because there are so many times where me the the more emotionally driven one I'm like let's just go for it let's just do it. And she's very pragmatic in some of those thoughts and said, let's, let's really do it correctly. Okay. And through, through the help of environmental health, I now get to have that <laughs> machine on my kitchen counter, which is, which is just such a treat. Oh, I right. can do it without them. So, so a couple of things on that. First off, the importance of having partners. And this is your life partner. This is your beautiful That's bride, right. That's Summer. Correct. That's right. Uh, who's named appropriately because Summer, and you, you have told me she's just the sunshine of your life, I believe you've said. You've said multiple times those uh, words. And so you had different skill sets. So you had the emotion, the passion to go. She said, let's make sure we do it right. That's a great, that's a great skill set to have as a combo. And then you got going, and things didn't go so smooth. You got shut down. We did. We did. All right. And it would have been easy. And I wouldn't imagine that finding a physical location. So then you had to take a next step before you wanted to, to make the big outlay of cash to go lease a place. Dealing with environmental health, environmental service, that's not particularly easy. So you could have said, oh, I guess it's not meant to be. Right. Right. Uh, do you? Was there a moment where you like you almost quit then and you said, no, we're doing it? Well, I think that that a big part of it, uh, I guess a short answer would be not not really. Good. We were we were very driven to make it happen and we had a really great support system. Uh and I, and I I really think without those people pushing us forward, you know, to me it, it was a dream and we had a small taste of it, but to have the affirmation and and so many people and especially through the chamber that some of those business after hours meeting of just networking with people and getting to talk to people and hearing different people's stories, but also them just reaching out a hand. I'm, I'm not always one to ask for help. Mm. And so being at those meetings and someone saying, let me know how I can help really. And, and setting up small meetings, sending a short email to Nikki and her saying, I've set up these three things. Let me know how I can help. It's just, it's invaluable for, for someone like me. All right. So after the break here on North Georgia Business Radio X, we're going to put the two pieces of this story together. Who's on your team when you've got obstacles 
to overcome. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with J.P. McKenzie, here in the story of Meadowlark Coffee. And thank goodness we have in the studio Nikki Chandler, an integral part of the story. So let me catch you up. J.P. decided he wanted to start a, an amazing coffee shop. He dipped his toe in the water. He got a coffee cart. He was serving excellent coffee from this coffee cart. I imbibed on several of the cups. They were great. He then got shut down. Door slammed in his face. <laughs> so he had to go earlier than he had planned and get a physical location. There's a lot that goes into it. And Nikki helped him with a lot of these steps. So tell us about that process between when you got shut down and then you got the physical location. Once we got shut down, and and you know the the health department, they they're doing a wonderful job. We've we've become. I, I spent the better part of four months on the phone with them, hours a day, just trying to figure out what the the best scenario was. I really wanted to continue the cart, but there was no way for them to permit it. And I understand that they're keeping all of us safe, which is their number one priority and i'm i still am grateful for but it it set us on a a different path and all those things just looked a little different than we'd planned and i really did not know what i was doing it there there was no real there's no real clear-cut way to to do any of it and i was looking at potentially buying a property to build out i was looking at leasing just asking as many questions as i could Mm. And all of the things when I when I had a question or needed a, a connection, I would reach out to Nikki, and almost every single time, Nikki had a great list of people for me to reach back out to or a resource that could help with any of the questions. And even, you know, once I once I had the lease, if we fast forward to where it started, I was holding it, thinking, well, who who do I call first to get in the door? I, I really had no idea where to start but through all of it when i was looking at buying when i was looking at any kind of small business help nikki was always there with a couple of recommendations for people to reach out to which was just so helpful Mm. all right let's pause right there a couple lessons that jump out to me first jp mentioned you're not often the type to reach out for help true and you did and you were in something that i mean getting all that set up all those licenses you know it can be very daunting, even with, as you mentioned, the excellent support of Hall County government and helping you walk through. That's right. It was excellent. But you needed help, and you reached out to Nikki. So, Nick, how did he even know that you were this great resource? Because that's not your official job title is help, you know, budding entrepreneurs figure stuff out. How did he, how did he know that you were somebody to call on? Well, I had saw on social media where um, there was a pop-up cart, um, as he mentioned, um, at Jenny's shop, um, Enemies of the Average, and um, I love coffee. Um, so I went and, you know, wanted to check it out and met JP and just, you know, right off the bat, just a very nice, genuine person, um, friendly, and um you know, just loved him and his wife and loved what he was doing. I thought it was, you know, such a cool thing to, like, have this coffee cart and he was going to, you know, be able to go to all these places. Um, and the coffee was amazing. Um, so just I met him that way. 
Um, and then obviously we were going, we were going, I think we were going through membership campaign. Mm-hmm. So we, um, mm. we, we, you know, got him to, we wanted him to become a member and, you know, he didn't even really think twice about it. He, he jumped on board and, and joined. And so when he, you know, joined, we were like, I was, you know, told him at the office, we're going to like help this guy as much as we can, you know, because we want him to succeed. We, we want all of our businesses, you know, to succeed, you know, these, these small businesses really, you know, are what makes our community thrive. And, you know, I love, you know, new ideas and new people coming and bringing new things to the community. So we really wanted him to succeed. I love that. If you're just joining us on North Georgia Business Radio X, I'm here with Nikki Chandler, uh, VP of Existing Industry, plus just master connector all around, and J.P. Uh, McKenzie of Meadowlark Coffee. Um, so th- this story, there's so much to, to gain from it, but one thing that's jumping out to me is really, again, what a great resource the Chamber is. JP, when you were doing the, you were on this journey, you were a busy guy. Uh, you have a lovely wife and you had a young child to support. Correct. So you're earning a living. Right. Uh, not with selling as much coffee as you wanted because you were <laughs> shut down. Right. You were embarking on this process that you had no idea what to do. You Now you got educated, but you had no experience with that. And so the your friends at the chamber, which you had just joined... They know people. They know everybody. Everyone. They're plugged into the business community. So you're busy hustling, doing your thing, and you you didn't even know where to go. But the chamber, because it's this great networking connector who, guess what, literally really cares for and loves our local businesses, they know the people. So you don't have to go reinvent the wheel. Would you say, is that pretty accurate, the way I describe that? Definitely. I, I would, and I, I think they, they create a great place to f- to foster those connections too so even the most of the events that i went to were the business after hours where there are other small businesses um mostly existing but also other people who are getting a feel for what gainesville is like and they've all been through a similar mm. situation of what what i had whether it was as dramatic as it sounds or if it was just yeah, we found a place, we found success in Gainesville, and we'd like to help someone else. Everyone has that camaraderie, mm-hmm. and that was also very, very helpful. And I think for for me, a lot of what I've gotten out of my membership is those meetings of people together saying, how can we help each other succeed and make Hall County a wonderful place? I love that, and I, I, I would say, too, that you received some great things from the Chamber, but you... You did because you give back. So you immediately joined. And I will say, you know, we were talking about earlier how there's there's about to be five coffee shops within walking distance of the square. And so you are right around the corner from Edmund Perk, another fine establishment that's been there for a long time. And I've seen you on multiple occasions go in there to get breakfast casserole. Oh, yeah. Larkin loves that breakfast casserole. She says casserole, but but she loves that breakfast casserole. And Larkin is your cute little daughter, who is yes. the namesake of Meadowlark. Correct. And so I just love that because, uh, uh, yes, in a way, you and Inman are competitors for the wallet share that people have allocated for coffee. But you really don't look at it like that, I wouldn't say. No, and, and I think that there are a lot of things that play into it. But I think the beauty of what we have and what we'll continue to have is a a 
budding coffee community mm. that will offer something for everyone and mm-hmm. it will allow each of us to sit in our own places support each other and and be able to offer what we do best without stretching ourselves too thin and say if you're looking for a great local roaster head over to boarding pass they're just across the square if you're looking for a, a great place to sit and meet people you have you have farmhouse which has a great patio area they'll be coming soon and inman perk who has wonderful indoor seating great casserole child approved <laughs> and then you also um have Deletto, which is a wonderful bakery you can get some of the best baked goods in gainesville there you we really are able to each focus on on our own strengths and offer something great to the community and when i started working behind the bar at a roaster in atlanta called brash we were one coffee shop among seven in a in a half mile radius Ooh. it was in each of us each barista from each coffee shop would go visit each other we would have latte art competitions and brewing competitions it was truly fun Mm. and so that's something i'm looking forward to in having so many Uh, coffee shops all right so um one thing i want to touch on uh after the break which i wish it was a coffee break i'm sorry that i finished (laughs) this coffee because it was great was that i love your very healthy outlook as regards competition both currently and as a potential barrier when you got going. So we'll, we'll touch on that when we get back on North Georgia Business Radio X. Competition. Is it a perk or is it a grind? Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with the lovely chamber staff, Nikki Chandler, Kristen Wilbanks, and of course, J.P. McKen- McKenzie of Metal Art Coffee. So if you're just joining us, we were talking a little bit about the coffee competition on the square in JP's outlook, which I love. I really, really love. Uh, go back and listen if you're just joining us. The humility that you hear is real, and the support that that he has is real. And I, I want to hear your thoughts on um, when you were gonna start the coffee shop. There were already several lo- several local coffee places, plus within a mile. There's probably a Starbucks and a Dunkin' Donuts, which I hesitate to even say in the same <laughs> sentence as Metal Arc because it's it's uh, leaps and bounds apart. But there was a lot of other coffee. What made you feel comfortable jumping into what many would perceive as a saturated coffee marketplace? Well, I, I knew that for me and what I'd seen from other cities that we traveled to on, on tour is that there were really great there were multiple really great coffee shops and where i got my start behind the bar learning how to make coffee there were also multiple great coffee shops working in unison to create a great coffee community and i think what i was noticing is there there wasn't what i was looking for and as i talked to more people who were interested in specialty coffee in a coffee shop that had great housemade syrups for lattes offered great specialty coffee that there just really wasn't anything like that here and as I talked with friends they echoed the same sentiment and then I was talking to Jenny who owns Enemies of the Average and she had said the same thing and Summer and I had throughout our lives talked about owning a shop and we thought why don't we go ahead and help start a cart to see how it goes I was 
at the time I was doing wholesale uh, for a coffee roaster in Atlanta called Bellwood Coffee. Mm-hmm. Some of my best friends and I through that that wholesale role I'd helped a friend in his venture in starting a coffee cart business in Atlanta where it's safe to have coffee carts. I'm not throwing him under the bus. Uh, and he had he now has six coffee carts. He does multiple events a day, you know, 20 events a weekend. He's just he's just out there. And so I knew it was it was possible and he helped kind of give me a, a floor plan of what a coffee cart would look like. I knew how to set one up. We thought let's just try it and Jenny was kind enough to host us in her studio. And so we kind of we took that and thought let's see what the feedback is and the community responded in a really exciting way that made us think maybe there is something more to this than just me sitting at home drinking coffee I'm excited about <laughs> and knowing that there was more out there than than what we currently have. Oh, I love that. And you know, if you're out there listening and you're thinking of starting a business. I want to point out a couple things. First, this was not something that JP knew nothing about. He had worked at a high-end coffee shop. He he knew that. He talked to many other people. He was selling coffee beans at the time, okay? So, it wasn't that he was selling coffee beans and he said, "Hey, you know, I really like athletic socks. I think I'm going to start a sporting goods <laughs> store." He knew about it. He had done his research. And he knew that he had a unique niche in the marketplace. If you're out there and you think, wow, I have this idea, but there's other people doing things like it, are you unique enough to, to stand out? I, I have a farm. We sell grass-fed beef. You could go to Publix, Kroger, Ingalls, uh, all sorts of places, and get beef. It's still beef. It's from a cow, but ours is unique and different, so we feel comfortable being a part of the marketplace. And I also appreciate that there's multiple kinds of beef. I have a friend who does Wagyu. That's like the opposite of my model, which is great. I'm pumped for him and I'm pumped for me. And we're all here coexisting. Uh, and I love that you, because you have such a passion for your craft, I love that you talk about building a great local coffee community. Right. Ah, oh, so powerful. If you're just joining us, on North Georgia Business Radio X. You're here at a bittersweet moment. And uh, it's uh, bittersweet, kind of like the delicious coffee that I like to get sometimes. And um, this is our last segment. And we're going into the home stretch, which is sad. But we might have JP on again. I'm sure we'll have Kristen and Nikki on again. Uh, but hearing the story of Meadowlark Coffee and woven into that is the amazing support of the chamber who, as you may have heard earlier, is having a membership drive right now. If you're not a member, go join. Go join. It's awesome. It might help you to get through some tough things in your business, as Nikki did. Thank you, Nikki, with JP. Let me say, by the way, with Nikki's great support, I mean, there are, in the hard cement sidewalks of downtown Gainesville, there are (laughs) Nikki-shaped little it's hard to see but there's impressions because her feet walk down there and Kristen too they're down there so much supporting local businesses they walk down there for delicious coffee and lunch and i bet they get their christmas gifts on the square and uh so go support your local businesses support your local chamber um it's a beautiful thing so let me ask you one more thing in a different direction jp Mm -hmm. to what extent do you feel inspired 
that you you really are you're not just making a beverage for people you're you're making this i don't know creative juice so social lubricant there's amazing things that coffee does how does so. that inspire you well i th- i think it's it's for me it is very inspirational it's something that i've i've wanted to do for a long time summer and i have wanted to have a shop for a long time and i think what is so inspirational is we get to see all of these different people if not on a daily basis definitely weekly at different points in their lives whether it's in an exciting time whether they're having an average day or if they're having a bad day and something that that does inspire me in that sense is that the coffee shop and in all coffee shops i feel this way about ours but all coffee shops feel like somewhat of a safe space and mm-hmm. so you can walk in there and you feel inclined especially with someone that you see every day to to share a little bit more of yourself and and, and tell them what you're going through and i think that for us what i love about our staff uh and and being there as well is that we we get to be a part of people's lives on on a broader scale than than maybe most people do and that is inspirational to me in in waking up early enough to open a coffee shop every day and getting in there and doing all the things that it takes to actually run a shop is getting to be a part of people's lives in that way Hmm. and that's i think as you said it it is that that social lubricant is as you said that kind of gets people to open up and share oh yeah you're doing wonderful things if i do something really hard i'm like i'm gonna give me a medal arc i earned it sometimes if i have to do something hard i'm like i better we get a medal arc you know it's a little treat it is and i like so for my my beautiful little uh, oldest daughter caroline she just turned 11 and we went on a little date the other day and we went to a coffee shop and read a book we each read our own book yeah she sipped hot chocolate i sipped coffee and we just sat there as my friend pointed out it was a very millennial thing to do which i <laughs> technically am but coffee is a wonderful thing and uh it does it it perks you up when you're feeling blue it gets you it's i i like to go think it helps with your creativity i believe that the french philosopher voltaire there were like a lot of coffee shops in paris he was reported to drink uh up to 17 cups a day my man this is not a medical show okay but uh you know it worked out for him it does make your heart go pitter pat doesn't it it does it (laughs) does it does um but coffee is a wonderful thing and let me just say you you really can hear the passion that jp has for for coffee creating experiences and relationships and you can hear the same thing when you we used to talk to nikki and Kristen. and if i was to go off about uh, grass-fed beef and running a radio show you'd hear the same thing from me so i would just encourage you if you're out there first off if you're running a business you might not be helping make these connections at the chamber you might not be making the best coffee in north georgia but you're providing something that people need if you weren't you wouldn't be in business anymore i'd encourage you if your fire's a little low go get a cup of meadowlark and think about that and get get your get your passion back on for what you do because it matters you're meeting a need or else you wouldn't still be in business so, so i hope you can soak in the passion from this show reinvigorate your own and if you don't have a business or you don't know what you want to do find the things just like nikki she found things she was good at at that payroll clerk and then she performed great volunteered and found what she just thrives in so go get it done 
North Georgia. Thank you so much. We'll be with you next week on North Georgia Business Radio X.